Today, I want to talk about the Father's embrace. And I'm going to explain the Trinity. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to describe the Trinity. You can't explain the Trinity. But when Jesus walked with the disciples, three and a half years of ministry, Philip said at the end, right before he was being the night of the crucifixion, he says, show us the Father and it will be enough. And he said, Philip, have I been with you so long? You've seen me, you've seen the Father. God has always been a father because he's always had a son. He didn't one day just become a father. We think, many people think God was mean in the Old Testament and nice in the New Testament. Mean old, right? You think like judgment this. It's, he, he does not change. Same righteousness, same judgment, same love, mercy in the old, but the price was paid. Therefore, it's satisfied. Jesus gave us access to the Father. See, when, he, when Jesus died, the veil was ripped, the Holy Spirit was released, and now we have access to a Father. The problem is many of us come from backgrounds, history, stories, where we don't have a good, loving Father. So God's not like a Father. He is a Father. So I want to talk about the Father's embrace. There are certain things that only the Father's embrace will heal. Many young girls grow up in a home, never loved. First guy that shows them attention, they think that's love because they so want it. Many young men are living their whole lives wanting just someone to be proud of them. Do, do, do you recognize me? I grew up, my dad, I grew up in my, dad, in my dad's house. My dad was very strict. I got some good things from him. But one thing I didn't get was a lot of love, affection, and attention. I was sitting at the table. I never felt accepted. I never felt validated. It was always like, it was almost like you weren't wanted. So I was in the house, his house, but it wasn't in his heart. There are many people that are in God's house, but they don't feel like they're in his heart. Kirk preached a message. He talked about his, his daughters. He goes, me, me and Angie just love our daughters in the house, just love being there. You have a loving father that wants to embrace you, and you're never too old for the father's embrace. Jesus did not get up and go, What's Pharaoh thinking? He did not get up and go, what's Caesar thinking? He got up and he talked to the Father. And he demonstrated the Father. There's nothing Jesus did that displeased the Father. We think Jesus was nice. So they bring, Jesus is teaching. They bring a woman caught in adultery and they say, the law says, Moses says, you have to stone her. Jesus wrote in the dirt, got up. Wrote again, got up. Like he didn't pay attention. He says, whoever has the, 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 the no sin can cast the first stone. The Father later didn't go, I wish you would let him stone her. I wish you would let her kill her. Everything he did, the father approved of. Every mercy, every extended hand, every healing, was he was demonstrating the father. So we need, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and he brings us to the father, what we don't understand about the Trinity, he goes, I'm in you, you and me. He brings you to the father, and he enters in that relationship. He is not separate. Anytime someone gets saved by the Spirit, we're bringing them to their father. Lord, here's another son. Here's another daughter. Here's another. Dan and Alicia, you guys are going to bring many, many, many multitudes of young peoples from other nations through salvation. And you're going, Father, here's another son. Here's another daughter. Here's another from other nation. Because we, God is not an American. So you cannot, if your assignment is another nation, it is another nation. You cannot change your assignment. You cannot. You don't change your assignment. Just And we think by performance. People come in, they have a bad performance. It's by the performance of Jesus. Amen? It doesn't mean he doesn't deal with sin. It doesn't mean he doesn't correct those things. But he, your acceptance is not based on you. It's based on the blood. He doesn't accept you one minute and just accept you. No. no, because he accepts you, he disciplines you like a child, like a son, like a daughter. Not everybody's God's children. When you receive Christ, you're born again. So what did Jesus do? He brought back the relationship that was lost. But God was always a father. 
He's never not a father. He didn't just become a father because Jesus was a son. There was always the father, always the son, always the Holy Spirit. These three agree. These three agree. They have agreed on your purpose. They have agreed on your destiny. I was not raised a believer, okay? I got saved when I was 13. I sat on my bed because I didn't have a lot of acceptance from my dad. I, I, I said this prayer, and these were my exact words. God, I know you don't use people like me, but I'm still going to serve you. Because it was so wrong. So what happens is when we get saved, when we become a Christian, we're like, God's our father, God's our father. But we don't know him as a father. There's something I've really been thinking about. I see people, and I know their situations and stories, and I go, what's your story? And I look how they're raised, and I think to myself, if they were raised different, I'm not making excuses. If they were raised in a loving home, how different would they be? If they had a loving father that said, I am going to demonstrate the love of God to you, not in through words, just in deed, how different would they be? But we have a lot of Christians who pray and act like they don't have a loving father. They worry like they don't have a loving father. They stress like they don't have a loving father. No different than the guy that went to prison where his dad beat him all the time and then he abused. No different. We come in, we sit, we're dressed nice, we look good, but we don't think we have really have a loving father watch over. Jesus is nice, the father is bad. When Jesus demonstrated the father in everything he did, not one time, woman at the well, one person was just as important as one million. Why? Because Jesus and the father are always in agreement. It's by the power of the spirit. So when the, the people said, our fathers ate the manna in the desert. And Jesus says, my father. See, there's a whole generation that says, our fathers have not loved us. Our fathers have rejected us. Our fathers have put us down. Our fathers haven't accepted us. But Jesus comes along and says, my father. When they went to Jesus and said, teach us to pray, what were his first two words? Not, my father, your God. Before he died, he said, my father. That changes everything. When the Jesus brings you to the Father, he's not saying, here's your God and my Father. He's saying, here's our Father. So when you pray, you have a loving Father that changes things. Why do you worry like you don't have a loving Father? Why do you stress like you were raised? I go in prisons and I minister to people and I get their stories, abuse after abuse after abuse. But many people in the church come in dressed and looking, God, but they do not live like they have a loving Father. Friends, we need the Father's embrace. A whole generation needs a father embrace, but it's not separate from the son. It's by the power of the spirit, and the son is in it. You want to know the Trinity? Read after Judas left. See, Satan needs people just like God. Satan could not betray Jesus without a person. He prompted Judas. It means he gave him a thought. Why Judas? Because Judas was a thief, and he had entrance. And he knows he's greedy. You betray Jesus, you get 30 pieces of silver. So he prompted Jesus, Judas. And it says, after already prompting Judas, when Jesus gave him the, Satan entered Judas. Because Satan needs a body, but so does God. And God needs people that know him and can demonstrate the love of the Father to a generation. And I say generation, I mean every other generation. Every generation. Our father, our fathers ate the manna. In the desert. So they said, Jesus answered them. So they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. Let's rest right there. Let's rest. Because we, charismatics, when I say charismatic, spirit-filled people, we can get religious. See, you can either believe what 
was told to you, or you can actually sit and read the word and talk to him and learn something different. Jesus said, it's been said, but I say. It's been said, but I said. It's been said over your generation, over your family, over your past, but I say. And what I say changes everything that was already said. I trumped that. Said, so he says, what sign will you perform that we may see and believe? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. What they failed to add there was our fathers died in the desert because they didn't believe. Like they're so proud. Our fathers ate the manna. They ate the manna because they complained, not because they believed. There's a difference, friends. Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to this world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. See, the Trinity is not like us. When you praise and exalt Jesus, the Father gets excited. The Holy Spirit points to him. They're not jealous. It's not like people who preach the best, who has the most money, who has the nicest car, who has the prettiest wife, who has the best-looking husband, who has this. They're not like that. Whenever you give glory and credit to another one, the other two are excited about it, friends. There's no jealousy among them. But what we miss is we separate it. Nice Jesus, Father, eh, we'll sing it. But do you believe it? Do you believe you have a good father watching over your life? Do you believe it was the Father's intent because when he was separated, he already had the plan for the foundation of the world to bring you back? See, what God hates about sin is separation. It's not just that you're doing bad. That's why you can live not be doing anything wrong, and he can still miss you because you're not sitting and talking and fellowshipping with him. When Jesus said, teach us to pray, he says, our Father was the first words. See, what we think praying, and I have to be real careful about that word prayer because I want to say communication because when I say prayer, instantly people think ask, ask, ask. And we've changed prayer from communicating to asking. The church as a whole, we've exchanged prayer is asking. But it says prayers, supplication, it makes a difference. When it says and, that means it's something different. If I'm going to have all-you-can-eat steak and potatoes, there's an and there. I want the and. You know, when it says and this, and that, I want the and. So it separates those prayers. So Jesus was communicating with the Father. He even said, he goes, Lord, I don't, I don't say this out loud for, for our sakes because I know you always hear me. I say it for theirs. So he says, teach us to pray. You've ministered. We saw your power, raise people from the dead, but we know the real secret of your intimacy is prayer. Teach us to pray, and Jesus says, our Father. See, that changed everything, friends. He's our Father, and our Father sent me to bring back what was lost, not something created new. God didn't one day go, oh, you know what, I miss people. Lord, Jesus, go die for them so I can miss them. He always did. It grieves him. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day, and then he went down and says, Adam, where are you? He knew where Adam was. God doesn't ask questions for information. He asks for agreement. But do you know who you are? It says, Jeremiah, I'm a little side note. He's on college of prophet to the nations. Jeremiah, I need you to agree with the assignment that I've given you. Because I can know you're a prophet, but Jeremiah, do you know who you are? Mary, do you know who you are? Esther, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Because what happens is we read the Bible and we act like those are the only good things in the past. Jesus says, greater works you'll do. Greater works, but my position's secure. We need to be so secure that we can raise the next generation to do greater works. But friends, my position is secure. No one sits with me in my chair to prayer. No one's there. It's just me. You ain't taking that position. 
Hope you preach better. Hope you lay more hands. Hope you make more money. But you cannot take my prayer by chair of intimacy. That is reserved for one. And that's reserved for you. And there's a reservation, and it's a daily reservation. And it's not 15 minutes so you can get up. And so there's a continually communing with him. So you know how to do this and this and this and wisdom. See, we want answers to prayer to know what to do so we can do the works. And Jesus says the works is to believe on him who sent. It's not just to do works. You can do all kinds of works and don't know him. Gifts are not a reward. You don't earn them because of your performance. He gives them out of his own. I get drive on the way to work and flick three people off and still preach good. You think it's anointed. Now, I didn't do that this morning. I've never flicked three people off on the way to. Lena, that was in New Mexico. So I want you to read John 17 when Jesus was, you know, Jesus prayed for you in the Bible. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. So after Judas left in the dark, Jesus began to teach them things that Judas never heard, nor either did Satan, because Satan only can be in one place at one time. So he entered Judas and left. So Satan didn't hear these words until he read them later. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you guys. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. So you see, I'm in them, them in you. you there's no separation. You've entered the Trinity. Now, it's not a quantity, but you've, you've entered that. In worship, I got a scripture. I didn't have it. I want us to read it. Okay, it says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Who that's talking about? Who that's talking about? Very clear. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called. He, right? Say He. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God. What's the last? Not he'll know. Not you'll have. Why could they say that? Because the three are one. And so the three are in agreement. And the three are looking for agreement in your life. For agreement on assignment and to know that you have a loving father that's over you. He has words for you that you've never heard that your dad never spoke. Young girls, he wants to love you like you've never been loved. You don't need a man to give you attention all of a sudden. No, no, no. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry the man you've given me for an assignment because you're not filling a void that my heavenly father didn't fill. You, you, as, a, as a man, you don't need to work and prove yourself to show. Be proud. Be proud. You want everybody to be proud. There's a heavenly father that says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. When I came at the epicenter, I had 50 bucks. He's just as proud now as he was then. We think when people approve of us, we're approved. Friends, he approves because the blood of Jesus. And there's things he will correct in your life because it brings separation. Not so you can just be holy, obey rules. They were always trying to trap Jesus. Why'd they say Moses? Moses is here. Our father's said stoner so what's Jesus going to do he's going to listen to his father the one he talked to every day he didn't have to run and go here and how to hear his voice because what we do is we get in circumstances as trials and then we try to learn his voice real quick what God's saying in a way we have not walked now we can he's merciful he'll get us out of those binds but then we're out of the binds we're like peace because the trap of your life is not the hard times it's the easy times it's the good times. Do you still love him? Do you still walk with him? Do you still listen to him? Are you always just looking for answers, what to do, how to get, what to be, all those things? God, show me who I'm going to be. Show me the works to believe. What? 
So we need the embrace of the Father. And you're never too old for it. And now it can look different for different things, but his embrace heals every wound. In heaven, there will be no scars, no limbs missing. Everybody will have awesome bodies. Amen? Except Jesus will still have his scars. Those don't go away. He'll still have his marks, his side, his thing for eternity. Why? Because he was scarred. We don't have to carry ours. And if you're just waiting for heaven, friends, you don't know it's already been paid for. You have access to the other ways. You have access to the other ways. Like the story of the guys on the cruise ships. The cruise ship was about to land. This guy was about to, you know, embark and dock. And this guy gets up. He goes, man, I haven't seen you. What's your name, Joe? Joe, I haven't seen you, Joe. Where have you been? Oh, I've been in my room. You want to go to the buffet or whatever? He goes, no, I couldn't afford it. Joe, that was already included in your ticket. Joy has already been included in your salvation. Healing has already been included. Destiny was already included. Grace was already included. Mercy, why can we give mercy? Because mercy was given to us. I'm not trying to give something I don't have. Because I'm walking with Jesus, the Son of the, the Spirit enables us. Why can't I preach? Because the Spirit enables you. You can go to every country he's called you to go. When I go to Juarez, Mexico, I have authority and access into places because that's my assignment. He didn't call me to Japan. He called me to Juarez. So when I go there, he goes, John, I'm with you here to do these works, to bring a generation that don't know me because God wants everybody friends he wants everybody every background every race every nation every every walk of life he wants everybody Jesus here's another one father here's another son look father here's another one here's another daughter I don't need to get jealous or exclaim why because my position is next to the father Jesus said greater works you'll do he didn't say you'll be greater don't get it twisted the cross was not a work it was a sacrifice We'll be like, what did Jesus do? So he's our, Jesus is our example, right? Say Jesus is our example. We want to heal like Jesus, touch like Jesus. We need to talk to the Father like Jesus. That comes from that. And if you're doing it just to get that, it's not the same. I call Pastor Allen. Pastor Allen, I need to know. He's, he's getting married. Pastor Allen, I need to know this, this. If I just call him just for details, is that a real relationship? Never how you're doing, what's going on? So when we talk to God the Father, we think we have access to it. You can enable me to do this and that, but just I want to know you so I can show you like your son. So when people see me, they can see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Now, this is not to go back and go, Dad didn't do this, Dad. Because if I was raised like my dad, I probably would have been worse than him. He did the best what he could with the abilities that he had. I wrote him a Father's Day card before he was saved. He got saved the last two weeks of his life. I was praying for him one day, really just begging. He says, God, I don't want to go around the world. My dad's not saved. I just kept praying. All of a sudden, God says, it's done. Only time in my life I stopped praying or knew it was done. Brother called me the next week and said, John, dad received Christ. The whole room filled with peace. So I already, I already knew. So when we go to the Father, we have to know that he's good. He's for us, not against us. And there's not a problem we have that he doesn't have the solution. He never says, I don't know, I can't. Now, you might not like the answer. You might not like the answer. You may not like the answer that that person's not your assignment or that job's not your assignment or that country's not your assignment. But, friends, our assignment is always to walk with him because there's a father's embrace the whole world needs. He's not just God. He's father. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. So when I'm talking to Jesus, I'm also, see, when you see Jesus, you see the Father. 
Show us the Father and it will be enough. He said that while Jesus was on earth. And he says, you see me, you see the Father. How much more in heaven? When Jesus had a body separate, separate, he wasn't no longer, he, was, he goes, you see me. Every, Philip, everything I did was approval of the Father. Everything I preached was approval of the Father. Every person I saved stepped in, stopped from the stoning was approval of the Father. Not one thing did I do. The Father goes, I wish you would have done something different. Not one thing Jesus did. Therefore, because he lived the perfect life, I can go right behind him and be accepted by the Father as though I lived the perfect life. I have entrance like that. He will adjust. He will correct. Don't, no, don't get it twisted. I can just live wherever I want. No, because that's not approving of the Father. He'll, he will come to you and convict you of things that you, even small things. Why? Because he doesn't want any separation. He's perfect. He's holy. He did not change. The conditions were met. If you look in the Old Testament, you will see mercy. You will see love. David took a man's wife and had the man killed. If I just read you that story and it wasn't David, you wouldn't even be like, a man after my own heart. God never brought it up again. Only the writers did in third person. They're like my son David, but not fully. They didn't, fool me. They didn't follow me fully as though David did. How can you say that? Fully? God, look at this. 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 Uriah? Why? God, God bought it. That's, friends, that's mercy. That is mercy. How much more in the New Testament? The father looked through eternity. He saw his son dying. He took those people in the Old Testament, put them in Abraham's bosom, and he called them righteous in their generation, meaning they were righteous compared to everybody else. He put them in a certain spot, and then after Jesus died, the blood released what was contained, what was in generation said. So, Lord, I thank you today. Julia, can you please play? Pray. Play. I said pray, play. I don't know if I need to ask Pastor Alan anything directly. <laughs> It's 1220. We're not going to be low. But here's the deal. You can hear it and go, amen, that's good, that's right. Or you can talk to God and say, God, I need your embrace. There's areas in our life. I, there's areas in my life still. I can recognize some things and I cannot recognize others. But there's a Father's embrace that he wants to come and embrace you and it actually changes your life. It doesn't just change the way you think. It doesn't just take what you say or what you So just close your eyes. Because I have nothing to give you that, that's good that he did not give me. So, Father, I thank you that you've always been loving, that you've always been good, that you've always been merciful, and that you've always been kind. Chuck Smith reached out to the hippies because the Father put that in his heart, because the Father wanted to reach out to a generation when they said they're outcasts and they can't be reached. I go to war as Mexico because the Father put it in my heart. John, I have children in other nations I want to collect. You think it was your desire to reach the homeless or care or this? It was always his desire. So, Lord, I thank you. All love comes from you. All love comes from you. So we receive your embrace for our life. Not to do ministry. Not just to be better people. Not to have answers to prayer. To simply know you are fully loved with no conditions. He loves you just as much as when you're watching TV as when you're praying. He loves you just as much. So, Lord, help us. Give us the desire and love for you that you have for us. We cannot love you unless you first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. So, our Lord, I thank you for filling us up, changing our lives, and help us receive your embrace over every area of our life. God, we release our earthly fathers of any unforgiveness, any bitterness, any guilt, any shame. We didn't walk in their shoes, but, Lord, we start a new generation. 
And we don't say our fathers did. Our fathers did this. Our fathers did that. We listen to your words. And you say, your, my father gave you the bread. And Jesus, your father gave us you. And we fully received the gift of Jesus. There's nothing about Jesus we refuse. And when you say you've seen me, you've seen the Father, we receive that. So I thank you for the next generation, God, for for the Father's embrace, to receive the Father's embrace. And may we not live our life, not just say, but maybe we not just live our lives saying with our heart, our fathers did this and our did that. Let us not be in your house and not realize we're also in your heart. Where Kirk and Angie goes, we just love having our daughters in our house. We love how much more does God love us? He loves them because the, the love of God is in him to love them. Well, you think you just it's a separate from him? God and every man that's been hurt and wounded by their father, and they don't see and they don't realize. And every woman that's been hurt and they don't see and they realize the pain and the hurt, or they remember the incidences or they remember the pain, but they don't remember how it affects you. Our relationship with you, God. Jesus, I thank you. You're at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Jesus is active today at the right hand of the Father. And he went back to his place that was before he left and died. And he was separated from the Father on the cross. So we don't have to be separated in any way. So God, I thank you in the past. And I'm going to end with this. In the past, there was prophecy and movements and healing movements and signs, wonders, and miracles. God, I thank you that all that is yes and amen. But I thank you above all that is your presence and the embrace of the Father that loves your people. God, I thank you even people that don't need a physical healing will need an emotional healing. I thank you this house, God, is not just for physical, and not just, but not just for emotional, for both. And God, we don't want a revival where there's just wheelchairs on the wall, but there's broken hearts in the pews or the chairs. God, I thank you it covers every area, the heart, the body, the soul, the mind. When you were born again, your spirit got perfect, but your mind still thinks thoughts. Therefore, it says renew your mind. So God, I thank you for the wave of revival, of the presence of the Father, and we don't separate the three, the Son, the Spirit, and the Father have all in agreement, but they want a revival, not just of healing signs, wonders, and miracles, where they see His power, but they know His love. We just want this demo- we don't want to just demonstrate Your power, God. We want to demonstrate Your love. We don't want to just love people so they get in the church. We don't want to just love them so they receive a healing. We want to love them like You love them. That means we speak truth to them sometimes when it's hard. Love speaks the truth. The Bible says speak the truth in love. So God, there's no separation with You the Son and the Spirit. Let us not be separated. And God, let us change our minds about prayer where it's not asking, it's just also communicating. Just to sit and listen. And when you communicate with someone, sometimes you talk and sometimes you listen. So help us be active listeners, Lord. In Jesus' name.